Welcome to the Conscious Living Show with your host, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce, and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sex life reflects the health of other aspects of your life. While this may not be the only factor, it certainly contributes to the degree you'll enjoy a well-rounded, healthy, happy, sexy life. Now, here is Dr. Nancy and Dr. Mark. Well, good morning. You're listening to the Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and Mark and I are doing the show together today, but a little more remotely, like we've been living for the last month. Good morning, babe. Good morning, dear. <laughs> How are you so what's feeling the topic this morning? Today? Well, well we're good. talking I'm about attract. What was that? I'm good today. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, we're talking about attracting what you so desire for men. For men. So this yeah, is a that's... show for men. That's a good, good, good start here. Uh, so, uh, don't we all do that? Don't we all try to attract what we desire? Well, I think we all think we're trying to attract what we so desire, but I, based on the calls I get from men around the world, they're not getting what they want. So, I have to kind of go back to the drawing board with them and figure out, well, what is it that they really want? And then what are they doing actively to attract that versus repel it? <laughs> so we're going to talk about those things today. Excellent. Yes. Um, everyone wants to feel, you know, needed, cherished, wanted. And um, so if that's not happening, it's time to make some adjustments. That's for sure. Exactly. And, you know, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of confusion around gender roles and who we're supposed to be as men and women and how we're supposed to interact in relationships. So, you know, people that listen to a lot of the the external chatter from the culture uh, perhaps are getting misinformation about what they actually need to be doing for themselves to, to create what you and I call our designer life or our designer relationship. Well, I think that uh, I've been thinking about this topic, and that is part of the issue in a sense that a relationship is designed around two two people's desires, wants, and needs. And so if it's too one-sided, if a person has their own idea about what it's going to be like, they may have a hard time convincing somebody else to jump on board with them unless they happen to meet that exact person that wants that exact same thing, which is a little like a needle in a haystack. So, uh, I mean, we're all on a search to try to find a match, but there might need to be a little bit of compromise in that um, so that you're successful. Certainly. And I, I I always recommend that people kind of create their their list of priorities. You know, what maybe the top look at the top five, write out the twenty things that are important to you in a relationship. Not necessarily, you know, like a person's height, weight, look, all that all those things that are superficial, but who a person is and how they conduct themselves and maybe even what what their priorities might be so that you can find people that kind of have that matched priority list. And I think it's a lot easier to negotiate the details if you both have the same priorities in life. Well, you can start off that way. And certainly the, the match uh, services try to get as much information from people as possible, but this speaks directly to your, um, concept that it takes a couple of years for you to really know a person and to what their own wants and desires are. And 
after you start to melt with somebody, your wants and desires might morph a little bit. And I think if you're too rigid, it might make it hard to get started. You know, I think sometimes you have to take that leap and realize that, like you said in the past, uh, two great people sometimes are not a match. And uh, it isn't really speaking about the character of the person at all. It's just that their wants and needs and desires are are not going to be met in in that relationship. It's not a match. Um, right. We can and, be a great uh, person with a lot of great qualities, but not great for someone in particular. You know, I think that's what we have to remember. We we all tend to take things so personally when somebody reject feels like they reject us. But really, what we have to understand is that not everybody's going to be a match for you for the, for a long term fr- friendship or relationship, intimate relationship. So, so uh, Mark, uh, you, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You're you're first. You're, it's your show. <laughs> do you, Do you think that? that things have changed for men. I know we've talked a lot about women, but I want to focus on men today. And do you think things have changed a lot for men in the last hundred years? Well, I think, I think that there's more diversity. I mean, I think that there's more options for men to pursue now than there used to be. The, the things that defined uh, what a man does uh, were more specific. And so now, uh, people get to not only design their relationship, but be a little bit more in control of of how they want their own personal lives to go. And this creates uh, um, both opportunity and a little bit of angst. I mean, if you sit down to do a drawing and um, somebody's already started it and you go, okay, that's kind of cool. I think I'd like to add on here and do a little bit more hair. Sometimes that's easier to do than if you've got a blank sheet of paper. You know, a blank sheet can be pretty daunting. How do I draw my my wants, needs, and desires up from scratch and really know that that's what they are? And it's sometimes harder to do that. And I think that this that we're moving more towards uh, so much diversity. People could start with a blank sheet, and it's a little daunting for for men. They used to be pretty well defined. You know, you're gonna Get a good job. It was, de- and it was support, defined for them. For your family. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. Just like for women. Right. Your your roles were defined for you by society and culture and church and all, all of those um, external forces created a created a, a, a role and a, a category for you to fall into. And and I think that um, you know a lot of a lot of people have led very unhappy lives trying to fit themselves into those preconceived role slots when they themselves didn't fit into that. Both men and right. women. Yeah. But but I think it'd be the, the opposite side if it's a linear thing and you've got people on one side that are very unhappy with that situation, you're gonna have people on the other end that it just Shazam, it worked perfect. They didn't even have to think about it. It's exactly what they wanted to do and they knew about it, they did it, and they didn't even have to start painting that on that blank sheet of paper. It was almost done for them. But uh, Well, and yay like said, for them, you know, it, I mean, it, that's awesome for them, and, and we're not talking about them today. <laughs> you know, they're, they're clearly well, getting I, what they want. Well, I think that the, 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 a lot more people are being handed blank sheets of paper, and they don't know what to do with it. I think you have to be more active 
I mean, this is this speaks to your show, Conscious Living. It uh, you have to be more active in your uh, knowing what your wants, needs, and desires are. You just kind of can't aimlessly walk through life uh, and expect to find yourself in a happy place. You'll find yourself in someone else's spot and not really know what to do with it. So, I think that uh, it's it's a bit. It takes a bit more work now. I think is. Diversity is uh, both creates opportunity, but I think it also creates uh, and more choice. But then you have to sit down and start making those choices. And a lot of men um, uh, are choosing not to be sexual. I think there's a lot of men that are going, well, it's it's, it's a pretty big hassle. And yet I listened to the your your words at the beginning of the show that uh, you know that your 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 sexual life is kind of a mirror of your health and um, yes. uh, it doesn't seem like it, it's going to work out too well for them if they say this is, you know, relationships are too complicated or I'm not sure what my role is. I think I'll just kind of go my own way, you know, and and certainly that is a choice, but biologically, I, would, I don't think we're wired that way. You know? I would venture to say that people aren't voluntarily uh, celibate. I think they're voluntarily perhaps not seeking relationships or commitment, uh, family, that sort of role. I think both men and women, younger generations are voluntarily not seeking those things early on, but I think they're seeking sex and they're frustrated. That's where, where it comes up with the incels, the involuntarily celibates, um, who are mad because they they grew up with the belief that they were owed sex men, that they that it's somehow their their right for to get sex from a woman. And they're angry. They're a very angry group. Um, and that group is growing. And it's pretty underground, but some of their behaviors are coming above ground. And they're getting so more and it, more more and more frustrated, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, if your if your if your sex life is a barometer for the rest of your the health of your life, it's it it's it's panning out for them too because they're they're unhealthy, they're committing suicide, they're angry, they're they're committing murder, they're they're doing all kinds of heinous things because they are so outside of themselves with with frustration. Um, they don't have an outlet, and I you know. So we we have to start looking at okay what's happened to men what you know why are why is it that women seem to be succeeding at far greater numbers right now than men and why aren't men stepping into their own power like women are you know what's what you know there there's this there's this kind of mythologic belief that if a woman is powerful it somehow takes away from a man's power which is Complete nonsense. Yeah, men men have a, every opportunity and every right. In fact, more so than women, and they're just not taking it. You know, it's like the power is right there for them to grab, and they're not grabbing oh. it. And I I listened to well, a radio show yesterday that I actually talked to the um, producer of with with uh, it was an interesting conversation, but. The, the, this one man that was writing a book was blaming women. You know, again, women are always to blame for everything that happens wrong in the world. You know, we're blamed for our rapes. We're blamed for all these things. And he was blaming women for emasculating men. 
how you know you can't take away something from somebody that they really have. And if men really had the power, their own personal power, they weren't getting their power from weakening women, then they would still have it. And I think the men that do still have their power had it have it because they understand that they are that it's theirs, not at not they don't have to step on somebody else to get it. Well, the the best way to to get around uh, the word emasculating is just to redefine it. You know, it sounds like their 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 definition is something that isn't realistic, and then they don't get it, and uh, and then they they kind of question. Rejection does hurt. I mean, people who are repeatedly rejected. I mean, that's you know, it's kind of the the ongoing debate about whether to go into the movie business, you got to deal with a lot of rejection, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that these people have had a lot of rejection along the way for probably good reasons, but still rejection nonetheless, and they can't seem to untangle it. When we talked about this earlier, I said, well, why don't they just ask other men that seem to be successful? That would be a, a good start. Um, and I, I think, how, why, I think how are some, you some, how are you some are because there's men like you and Destin Garrick and, and, uh, you know, some other men I know out there that are really doing positive work and, uh, and they're, they're, they're becoming more available for, for other men to talk to. We're going to take a little break here, but when we come back, Mark, I'd like to talk about what kind of, let's list some of the things that men want, what, what's important to men in their lives, just kind of some categories, and then we can talk about how they might be able to get that um, with a new well, you've strategy. you got my list. I, got, I know your list. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR, Empower, Love, and Reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Discover, explore, and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. 
To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and Mark and I are here talking about men and how they can get what they desire. So, Mark, what do you think is at the top of men's wish list? Well, this, that was an interesting question, and I think I think that uh, it probably has to do with how they move through their days in their life. I think that they enjoy some independence, and uh-huh. that they they need they need some personal time and independence, and um, and to not be uh, suppressed in ways that uh, makes them unhappy. I mean, we've talked about this many times in our relationship. And um, when I come home from my karate class, uh, you see joy in my heart because I've gone there. But it does take a little time away from you. And I think that I don't think that men in the past with traditional relationships have had to be accountable uh, in ways that make them nervous. So I think that these new designer relationships make men a little bit nervous about how accountable that they're going to need to be. And of course, the happier you are, I mean, you know, I, I think you thought, well, I'm going to say sex, but that, that is very important. But sex seems to happen fairly natural if both people are happy, you know. Isn't both that the truth? moving through life yeah. and, they're, and they're very happy and content and they see each other's joy and they become part of each other's joy. If you're making me feel joyful, I certainly want to make you feel joyful and, hey, let's get together and, and be sexual. That's joy for both parties uh, when that occurs. So I think, I think that in this new, I, I think that there's a nervousness about giving up what they perceive is independent. You know, the, the old traditional relationship, you know, your father, your mother, my father, my mother, um, you know, who, who deferred to who most of the time, you know, in those old, older relationships. Uh, um, and, uh, matter you know now if, if one person defers to the other all the time if they don't care then it doesn't matter but all of a sudden you know the other person's going hey wait a minute um this needs to be more more even you know uh right and uh i think things have changed that way and i don't know that it means that men are going to lose their independence i think that that it just means that they they have to be a little more conscious about how they're suppressing the independence of the other person you know you want independence, well, I, support the other person's independence. You know? I mean, I have seen a lot of relationships uh, where usually the woman takes on a more maternal role with the man, especially after they have kids <clears throat> and treats him like one of the kids where he feels like he's going to get in trouble or has to ask permission or he's going to be chastised right. for doing something wrong. And I think that kind of dynamic really steals away the sexiness of a, of an adult relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's you know it's it well, may I, not be I emasculating, think. but it's 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 uh, it it treats you know you're you're putting that adult into the same category as you are your kids, and that hierarchy is demeaning. And so if a person's feeling disrespected or not appreciated for being an adult or not even supported in having an adult life, 
they're probably going to be less sexual. Yeah. Well, and, and as you know, sex can be held over the heads of either person. Uh, you know, right. if you don't do this, I won't do that. Right. And, um, and so the, then chip. people start to feel, feel like they're, yeah, they feel like they're compromising. Uh, so these new relationships uh, uh, need to be more, uh, the communication is the key thing. You've said that before, too, that. When sex becomes a problem, it's usually a communication problem. Uh, it, not that people don't is. know how to have sex, you know. Um, I've, you know, in 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 all the years I've been counseling people for all sorts of different things, I've really there's only been a few times where it's actually been a sexual problem, but they but they were still they were talking about it, but there was one person that had either medical need or some kind of sexual dysfunction that. But they they came for management. You know, they they were open to finding a way to solve that. But right, when right. couples come complaining about not getting enough sex or or asking me to, you know, the common one is how do I get my wife to and fill in the blank. Right. Then then it's generally there's a bigger there's a much bigger problem um, and concern that has to be addressed and and like you said yeah, if both been... people are happy and feeling feeling um, uh, honored as as a human being you know feeling like they're seen and and heard and respected as a human being th- that that keeps that attraction going but as soon as you put somebody in a category where they don't feel that way they're gonna they're gonna be less receptive you know, and we've, one of the uh, lists, we've really sold. So what I was that? Going to tease you and say we've we've really sold uh, the the how do I get my wife to uh, comment pretty pretty aggressively so much so that that a lot of women are starting to feel like they're deficient because they don't have the sexual energy that uh, that uh, their men are hoping for, so they feel right. a little deficient and. Uh, don't understand why, and so they've even created an illness and yep. a medication to fix that. You know, I tell you, and, when I hear uh, those I those ads, talk I just about see red. How effective <laughs> that medicine is for all of the side effects it might produce, and uh, it increases uh, sexual encounters one more time a month. <laughs> so, um, you know, wow. um, it's kind of interesting that we've created an illness. Uh, I forget what it is. You know decrease sexual desire or disease or something like that. Yeah. And, dis- yeah. Yeah. and, and I'm sure it, there is there are there are people who who just don't have sexual energy for medical causes, like we said before. But uh, but go ahead. You were gonna I interrupted you. You're gonna ask another question. Well, I, and I think this this comes back to the book I little book I wrote a while back, you know, called Ten Keys uh, for Men: How to Unlock Your Woman's Sexual Desire, which they can download. I'm, I've got a re rewrite going, but they can download the first edition on my website uh, at drnsp.com. But it really it's based on the acronym Respect Her, and you know, I, women. Hmm? Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. W- women, when they when they when they start to feel like they're they're being blamed for somebody else's dis- dissatisfaction or frustration, any 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 human f- feels this way. You start to get nervous, and you start to feel like you're going to lose something that you want, and you start to panic a little. 
And that's never very conducive to feeling sexually free. And I think one of the secrets that men who have sexually free-spirited partners uh, would would say is that, you know, ha- she needs to be encouraged and enticed rather than demanded and commanded. I think when, you know, you go out on your first date and, uh, you know, I guess you still have somewhat tradition, it's changing, that a man would ask somebody to go out and they would be thinking, what would be a cool date? What would she like to do? You know, what would be fun for her? And, and uh, so that, that this is uh, an attraction for her to participate. And then when they get married, it's like, okay, we're going fishing. Uh, let's go hunting. <laughs> right. So, right. You know, <laughs> this is why you need to take those two years uh, to get to know. So, but I think that the intent actually is if you just study the intent of the first uh, date, which is to make the other person happy uh, and, and maybe sacrifice, not, not your happiness, your happiness is their happiness, not actually what you're doing. And, um, uh, but if you think about it, the first date, you try to make that great impression and it works. And then yet we yeah. quit doing it, um, to a certain extent. And, there's always going to be compromises in those types of things. Uh, and if it uh, just isn't a good compromise, then, you know, the per- permission to go your own way and do, do your own thing. Um, and that could be, you know, going sailing or, or uh, talking, having the monogamy talk, you know. Um, well, and, so and I, uh, I you, know, you know, that word permission gets me every time, you know, it's like, you know, we don't need each other's permission, but we would love each other's support. And, right. you know, you don't, you don't have to ask my permission to go to a karate tournament or to go sailing or to do whatever the heck you want to do. It's your life. You, you check in with me to make sure that we don't have conflicting plans that, that you might want to participate in. But there have been lots of times that things have come up and you've had something else that was important for you to do. And I honor that. I mean, that's that's we're we're partners. We're not we're not uh, controlling each other's lives. And I think one thing that I've learned from you is that when you when you honor a, a person's desires in their life, and they feel free to express and experience their life in the way that they feel compelled to you get to witness somebody having an awesome life and dealing with their challenges and learning and growing. And to me, that's yeah. like the biggest privilege of being in an intimate relationship is to get that up close and personal. You know, you're there's really only one person that gets that view of another person's life. And that's, right. that's an right. incredible privilege. Right. And it has to be, treated with a lot of delicacy and, um, and consideration and consciousness. And, uh, yes. and I think that's where a, a lot of men are, are struggling. And I think, so again, the thing that men, um, want the most is still to have some of their independence. And I don't think that, uh, the traditional models that we had in the past, I mean, they, 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 Perhaps they guaranteed that a little bit more, but at too much of a cost, and they don't really realize what they're missing out on. 
by by being forcefully independent instead of uh, more consciously independent. And, uh, and mutually guys, you still independent. can have a relationship. Yes, you can still have a relationship and 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 move through your life uh, just as you uh, had intended. And now you have the support of somebody that loves you. It's uh, it's got to be win win. You know, it's, right. it's a good thing. Right. All right. Well, we're getting ready for another break here. And so I'd like to come back and talk about that power dynamic and how that how that can interfere with with men getting what they want. And so are you going to be able to stay with me another segment? I think I'm going to go back to work and save some lives. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for popping in today. I, I appreciate that, babe. And and uh, right, go love. go 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 save those lives. Yeah. All righty. I'll All right. uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Love you. Okay. Back. Love you. All right. So we're going to take a little break. When we come back, I'm going to continue the conversation with you about what do men want, how, what do they desire, and how can they get that in this one life that we have to live. We'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communications specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR, Empower, Love, and Reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Stay tuned in and turned on to a sexual evolution here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and this is Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce here to talk to you now um, about, you know, there's a lot of unhappy men um, in the world that don't, don't seem to be getting what they want, and how, you know, what can we do to help them? It, it's, you know, the world has changed a lot in the last hundred years for both men and women, and we've re, we're redefining our our roles and our place and our our rights um, in as very fast, and yet we have we do have kind of a a subculture of people that are trying to hang on to uh, antiquated ways of living in relationship that just aren't going to work anymore because we have evolved. We're not we're not the same. 
creatures that we were 100 years ago. We are evolving, and we're evolving quickly. So trying to keep up with that, I understand, is a great challenge and can be a great stressor. That being said, I think it's important for all of us, doesn't matter what our gender is, to take some time and define for ourselves what matters, what's important to us. And, you know, I ask people to list to list what their values are, what what is important to them, what, what do they desire in their life and out of a relationship and just out of themselves. And oftentimes people get stumped, like Mark was saying in the first segment, you know, it's like a blank list. So one of the ways that people can do these lists a little bit easier is to identify things that they complain about. Because we t- typically complain about the things that we're not getting. So that gives you some clues into what it is you want to get. And you can learn about your partner, too, by the things they complain about not getting or not feeling or not not experiencing as to clues to what they want and then help them identify more specifically what they do want. And you can do the same for yourself. So write down some of your pet peeves. That's an easy way to start. So write down maybe three or four pet peeves. You know, that you, you it really makes you mad when people are disrespectful, uh, makes you mad when people uh, take advantage of you or, or are unkind or you know, whatever that is. So then flip it over to the positive and you'll be able to tell what is what really matters to you. Respect perhaps matters to you most or or feeling necessary, feeling needed. You know, that that's a big one for a lot of people. Also to feel loved and to feel appreciated, uh, to feel honored. You might decide that you want to really forgiveness for not being perfect is really high on your list. And you might have a hard time giving that to yourself. People who are self-proclaimed perfectionists are really what they're saying is that they know they'll, they'll never be good enough because there's no such thing as perfection. There just isn't such a thing. So we're human. Humans and perfection don't go in the same category. Even a robot is not going to be perfect. So we have this, you know, when, when we use that as a, Uh, self-identification, what we're setting ourselves up is to always feel like a failure. You can be someone who strives for uh, being exceptional or uh, excellence, but those aren't perfect. So understand that maybe maybe you would like somebody that would forgive you for being imperfect and love you in spite of or even uh, because of your imperfections. One of the other things that a lot of people want is to feel authentic and be able to define themselves for themselves and not have to live up to somebody else's definition of them. I'm a, It's very important to me personally that I don't get pigeonholed into a category. When people ask me to label myself, I'm very resistant to that. And so that's an important piece for me in any kind of relationship I have is that people don't try to define me for me, that they allow me to evolve, that they support my evolution, and that they're accepting of my evolving. They might not like who I evolve into, and that's perfectly acceptable. That's that's up to them. They don't have to be in relationship with me. I'm good with that. So, but that's an important piece for me. Um, 
and also to be able to define this masculine feminine uh, dynamic that we're that we're really being faced with uh, in looking at with new eyes in our world. We've over you know the past you know however many hundreds of years, uh, masculine and feminine were defined and then I then uh, tagged on men and women, and these categories are very uh, in opposition and unfairly attached to gender. So we need to look at masculine and feminine qualities as uh, kind of the gamut of human qualities. And we could probably do ourselves a service by even getting rid of those terms, masculine and feminine, because we've equated those with men and women. And that we've equated that to gender and sexual identification, which is, you know, we could get very confused in that. So really we need to, I think we just need to back up. We're learning that there are many genders, there are many variations of masculine and feminine in all people. And we really want to be able to support each other's right to ex- exemplify whatever qualities are authentic to us. Imagine the world if we were to do that, if we weren't to try to, uh, if we didn't feel compelled to criticize a man, a male, a cis male, born male, identifies as male, uh, for being sensitive or tender or kind or generous or nurturing. But we've, we've categorized all of those qualities that I just mentioned as female qualities and and we expect women to have them, and we criticize men for having them. And the same goes the other way. We expect men to be aggressive and assertive and forward-thinking and sexual and loud and all of those qualities, and we, we, command, we commend him for being that. But then when a woman, a female, cis female, uses those qualities in her personality, we call her a bitch. We tell her she's a bossy. Uh, she's too loud. She's not feminine. We we use those qualities to insult her. Truly, both of those are incredibly cruel and unfair to do to pigeonhole people, any human being, into being a certain way. Because we're all a work in progress and we all possess male and female, masculine, feminine, yin, yang, however you want to put it, qualities and, and traits that traditionally were cited as either male or female. Um, one of the things that I just uh, listened to yesterday, the show, was really trying to plug men back into that masculine with a capital M role which is just, it's just bull crap, you know, really men and women and every, and, and, and the, the non-binary genders really uh, deserve the right to define for themselves. We don't get, we don't have that option to define for somebody else. Now, if in any relationship, most, most men will say to me, I want more sex. And oftentimes what I find is that the reason that men are much more compelled to want sex 
is because for many men, physical touch and that desire is a love language. And they feel more loved and more appreciated and more uh, seen as a fully full human, plus the sexual outlet. But it's also their love language. And women, if that's not their love language, if it's acts of service or time spent or gift giving or whatever their love language is, if it's not the same as the men, they don't understand that. And that's where that, um, that book that came out many years ago called The Five Love Languages, I highly recommend it just as a template for people to understand how it is that they feel loved and they feel seen and, and valued as a human being and so that they can teach their partner to be lo- by love lingual. And that, that in and of itself will help couples give each other what you, what you both need There's also people who are withholders. And if you're in a relationship with somebody who consciously, they know what you need, that you've asked for it specifically and kindly and gently, and they still withhold it from you, that's a power play. And that tells that says to you that there's an imbalance of power in your relationship. And I would seek help to get get some guidance as to how to rebalance the power struggle because in an intimate relationship, that's the last place in the world you want to be dealing with a power struggle because you're equals. But yet somebody in that relationship is trying to um, usurp their power force by withholding from the other person what they want. So that means they're feeling disempowered. So these are really key factors in trying to find out how to get what you want. When we come back from this upcoming break, I'm going to talk a little bit about the things that that men are doing currently that are working for them. So that men that are listening who are really have struggled with trying to get what they want um, might be able to get some clues as to how to create some conscious shifting in their lives to get what they want. You know, what, what do they say? The, the definition of uh, insanity is when you try, you do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So if what you've been doing isn't working for you, then perhaps you need to do something different. And that requires some self-inquiry, and it might even require some help, which I can certainly offer you, and I know a lot of other people who can that I could refer you to, some help in identifying the pitfalls of your, of your behaviors that are, that are sabotaging you so that you can have the life that you so desire. It's all a matter of, you know, if things are going great for you, everything's cool, you've got a great dynamic, it doesn't matter what that dynamic is, it's working for you and everybody else in your relationships, you don't need this, this is not the show for you. But if you're struggling, this, or you know somebody who is, who just can't seem to figure it out, this might be a helpful show just to get the ball started in the right direction. All right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, uh, our final segment, I'm going to talk about how what what the guys are doing that's working we'll be right back dr nancy sutton pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology relationship coaching and is a health intimacy and communication specialist dr nancy is the ceo of elr 
empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Have you checked out the Sexy Lifestyle Network? This is where people who want to know go. It's an online hub of knowledge, experience, products, and services that cater to this active lifestyle. We've got information and education about adults-only resorts, everything for your sexy lifestyle, and, of course, some great talk programs. Join the experts, guests, and unfiltered talk on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Visit thesexylifestyle.com for more information and to unlock the network. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show. This is our final segment for this show, talking about how to get what you so desire as a man in this world. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of times we, how we're brought up really has a great influence on our attitudes about relationships, entitlement, um, expectations, and also what our participation is and our self-responsibility. So the first thing I'd like to ask you is, how often do you blame others for your lot in life? How often do you blame others? So if you're not if you're not making enough money, if your if your job sucks, if your health sucks, if your relationships suck, you know, if you're if you have unhappiness in any of those areas of your life, are you blaming someone else? Are you, are you sh- trying to shift that responsibility away from yourself onto somebody else? Because when we shift responsibility, a couple of things happen. One is, is that we focus all of our attention on what other people are doing, and we still think somewhere along the way we can control them. When in fact, it's shifting the, the power to other people to manage our lives. And when we turn that that self that responsibility concern back on ourselves, that's when we reclaim our power. That's when we pull it back in and say, "Okay, this is my life. This is my responsibility. Therefore, I am the only one that has the power to change it." And that shift is not blame. We don't need to blame anybody. We need to assume responsibility, grab that responsible switch and turn it on so that we can see what we need to do to make a change, to make a meaningful change in our lives. It's, you know, this is not a dress rehearsal. We get this one one time. 
And so if we can hit that pause button and reflect a little bit about, okay, what what have I done in my past relationships? What part have I played in the failure of them? That's a big one. And Dr. Phil McGraw calls that the uh, relationship autopsy. Brilliant concept, because it really gives us time to look at our part. It's very easy to point the finger at everybody else in their relationships, but really the common denominator in all your failed relationships is you. And if you don't take the time to look at the you in that relationship conundrum, you'll you'll never have what you want. So then it's you have to look at the fact that it's you getting in the way of you having the life you desire. At, at hedonism, uh, a lot of single men go there with the mis- un- misconception that everybody there wants to have sex with them. And so there have been many men that have showed up at hedonism, and they're, they're immediately dismayed because they go and they try to take sex from the women that are there at the resort. <clears throat> and they're quickly schooled that the women are not there to have sex with them. And so they go to the management and they complain. The women here suck. They don't want to have sex with me. I thought this was a sex resort. And the management schools them and tells them, no, it's not a sex resort. This is a resort uh, where couples and singles can come and enjoy freedom. But nobody's here to have sex with you. Maybe you can enjoy uh, talking to somebody. Maybe there's no guarantee of anything. And they say, the management will say, well, how, how uh, often are, you, are women having sex with you at home? And they say, never. That's why I came here. And the management has to, has to let them know that if they brought the same game that they use at home to hedonism, it's going to work the same way. The only the only guarantee is if they go to a truly a sex resort where they pay for it, or they go to a brothel, or they go to you know a, a sex worker and they negotiate terms for trade. But that's not the way the real world works. So they have to understand that perhaps they they miss the they miss the memo on what it is that it takes to create an interaction with somebody that one, makes them feel safe and allows them to feel the desire and also allows them to trust your intentions. If some, if, if a guy goes up to a, a girl and just demands anything, demands that she dance with him, <clears throat> demands that she have a drink, demands that she talk to him, that's generally not going to go well. So the guys that feel entitled are going to always feel frustrated because entitlement means you have an expectation. You go into a situation with the expectancy that somebody is going to behave the way you want them to behave. That will always lead you to feeling disappointed. And then when people are disappointed, they often act out. And then that's going to further push you away from your goal of having intimacy or having friendship or having the job you want, etc. So looking at your personal expectations, your sense of entitlement, what you think you are owed, um, getting those in check would be the first step. And then understanding that what you do 
doesn't determine, um, you can't manipulate another person. You need to be authentic. You need to be truthful. And you need to be trustworthy. And what does that look like? It with with most women, women, so many women have been abused and assaulted in their lives more than not. So just understand that more. If you look into a room, more of the women in the room have been assaulted and sexually abused than have not. So let that sink in. So if you understand that, then you'll go into any interaction with with women with a little bit more tenderness and perhaps a little more compassion and understanding that women need to feel safe first and foremost. So don't use that as a manipulation tool. Actually provide a safe space. Allow women the opportunity to learn about you, to feel safe with you, to hear your story, to know you, and to feel that you're not expecting anything from them except respect and consideration, but that's only because you're giving that. So you, it's like you're a mirror, you know, you want to mirror exactly what you want them to give to you. So if you want to be, if you want them to be receptive, be receptive. You want them to be kind, be kind. But oftentimes guys are, get, so desperate and I understand that I do I mean I I have compassion for the guy that hasn't ever been with somebody or has been a long time without somebody because he's been rejected that can be very frustrating and very demeaning so again you have to look at the responsibility take the responsibility you can to shift the power back into your own court and do something about how you're approaching. How? What is your attitude? Where do you feel that you could make a shift so that you can be more approachable, more um, uh, compassionate, and to, just to develop a different style? Because if the style you're using isn't working, you need a different game. And it, you might find that 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 shift will make you feel so much better about yourself and you'll develop better friendships and you'll develop better work relationships and you'll feel healthier and happier just because your expectations are for yourself, not others. Raise the bar for yourself. Hold yourself to a higher standard. And in doing that, you elevate in your personality, in your approach to people, and people will reciprocate. I guarantee you that. So to, to bring this back around today, attracting what you so desire, be the person that you would want to hang out with. Be the person that you want other people to be with you, and you'll attract what you desire. Oftentimes, what you're attracting is what you're putting out there. And so be mindful of the approach, the attitude, and the, the, the consciousness that you have. Create that shift. Think about what it is that's important to you. Be those things. Take care of yourself. Put yourself on your priority list in terms of health, wellness, and happiness. And 
see what happens. I'd love to hear from you. If you if you try any of these things and they work or they don't work, I'd love to hear from you. Email me at drnancy at drnsp.com. And I'll be back next week with more fun topics. And remember that every day you get to wake up as a, a warning or an example. And in your relationships, be sure to laugh more, love harder, and kiss longer. Until next week. This is Dr. Nancy signing off. Thank you for joining us this week for The Conscious Living Show. Be sure to join Dr. Nancy, Dr. Mark, and their guests next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Have a healthy, sexy week in every way. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.